All financial advice provided on this show is for entertainment and educational purposes only. The financial ideas and strategies discussed are only provided as a starting point for a conversation about money matters. With regard to your particular investments and financial strategies, consult your financial planner, CPA, or investment professional. All your financial decisions are yours and yours alone to make and subsequently are solely your responsibility. The information that is supplied through the context of the radio program and any repurposing of its content by the host or network is a combination and collection of solid financial investment understanding, opinion, and comments. This network, show, and its host are not liable for financial strategies, outcomes that you employ in any manner that result in any kind of loss. Shares of corporate sponsors may be the subject of buy or sell recommendations in Jay Taylor's newsletter in accordance with Jay's objective opinion. Welcome to Turning Hard Times into Good Times with your host, Jay Taylor. This hour will help investors fix issues and achieve personal gain. Now, here's your host, Jay Taylor. Welcome to Turning Hard Times into Good Times. I'm your host, Jay Taylor, and I'm speaking to you from New York City on this, the 24th day of December 2019. I do like to remind you that I'm the editor of a newsletter called Jay Taylor's Gold Energy and Tech Stocks. You can subscribe to that letter by going to miningstocks.com, miningstocks.com. I'd like to also encourage you to consider signing up for Chen Lin's letter, What is Chen Buying, What is Chen Selling? You can do that by going to chenpicks.com, chenpicks.com. I want to thank each of you for listening to this show, making it one of the more popular shows in the Voice America Business Channel. also want to invite you to keep your questions uh, comments, whatever they may be, to send them along to questions for Taylor at gmail.com. Questions, the number for Taylor at gmail.com. We do want to thank our sponsors for making the show economically viable. Our sponsors for today's show are Irving Resources, Novo Resources, Great Bear Resources, Gatling Exploration, and TriStar Gold Resources. Well, to free up uh, your host for a little traveling time over the Christmas and New Year's season, I pre recorded this show on December 20th. With just six low-volume trading days left in 2019, as of the close of business here in New York on December 20th, I thought it would be a good thing to look at two markets that Michael Oliver believes are key to the next major move in gold. Those two markets are the U.S. dollar index and Bloomberg commodity index. Michael refers to these two markets as, quote, the quiet ones, end of quote, meaning that they are huge markets but have lulled everyone to sleep by their lack of volatility. Michael's work suggests that these two very quiet but major markets are about to switch directions, with the dollar getting ready for a major decline and the commodity markets getting ready for a major rise. Key areas that Michael watches for the end of this month are 97.27 for the dollar index and 79.35 on the Bloomberg Commodity Index. If the dollar index closes below 97.27 at the end of this month, Michael believes the greenback will be in for a major decline in the very near future. At the end of business on December 20th, the dollar index was right at that 97.27 level. Regarding commodities, if Bloomberg Commodity Index, BCOM, rises above 79.35 at the end of this month, it would suggest to Michael that the entire commodity sector is ready to bust out to the upside. As this show is being pre-recorded on December 20th, BCOM was at 80.39, or nearly, actually more than a full point above the crucial breakout level. 
Michael's work suggests a major decline in the dollar and a major rise in commodity prices are, in fact, in the cards. If so, it, su it suggests to Michael that we may be in for a significant move upwards towards the first major resistance that he sees for gold at $1,700. This week and next week, we are going to do something quite different in this show. For the last two weeks of this year, I'm going to be interviewing most of the Metals Investor Forum newsletter writers. I'm going to ask them three basic questions. What was their number one stock pick in 2019? What markets do they think will be strong in 2020? And what are the two top picks heading into 2020? This week, my guests will be Bob Moriarty and Brent Cook in the next segment, and then Gwen Preston and Greg McCoach in the last segment of today's show. This will be the first time on the show for Greg McCoach, who has just recently joined the Metals Investor Forum. Next week, Eric Coffin, John Kaiser, and Chen Lin will be with me to answer those same questions, and yours truly will be providing my own views with regard to the markets that I believe will be strong and those not so much in 2020, and how my portfolio did in 2019 and also what my favorite picks are as we head into the new year. Bob Moyarty has been a guest from time to time on this show. He is not involved with the Metals Investor Forum, but he is one of the most popular guests on Turning Hard Times into Good Times, and he brings a very long-term perspective on the markets that I think is very valuable. He recently wrote a piece in, on his 321 Gold website titled, we are entering a gold bull market, the likes of which nobody has seen in their lifetime, end of quote. Well, we want to ask Bob about that when we come back from the break. And also, then following Bob, we're going to be talking to Brent Cook. So don't go away. We'll be right back. Bob Moriarty and Brent Cook. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Noble Resources Corp. trades on the OTCQX under the symbol NSRPF and on the TSX Venture Exchange under the symbol NVO. Its flagship assets are located in the Pilbara region of Western Australia. Novo has recently partnered with Sumitomo Corporation of Japan to evaluate, advance, and develop the company's Australian gold projects. With over $40 million in cash and $60 million committed from Sumitomo, Novo is well on its way to establishing itself as one of the top junior explorers and developers in Australia. Gatling Exploration is aggressively expanding its 100% owned Larder Gold Project with three high-grade gold deposits located along the prolific Kirkland Larder Break in Ontario, Canada. 35,000 meters of drilling is underway and to date has now connected two of the three gold deposits and is aiming at connecting the third to create a 4.5-kilometer trend. Gatling trades under GTR on the TSX Venture and GATGF on the OTCQX. Visit www.gatlingexploration.com to learn more. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network.
You're listening to Turning Hard Times into Good Times with your host, Jay Taylor. If you have a question or comment about today's show, Jay would love to hear from you at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You can also send an email to questionsfortaylor at gmail.com. That's questions, the number four, taylor at gmail.com. Now, back to our program. Welcome back to Turning Hard Times into Good Times. I'm your host, Jay Taylor. In this segment, Bob Moriarty and Brent Cook will join me to talk about how they fared in 2019 in their investments and how they see the markets for 2020 and what their top picks are for the new year. First up is Bob Moriarty, who is one of the most colorful and entertaining people we have had on this show. If you are not familiar with his website at 321 Gold, you sure should be because there is a wealth of information and knowledge there, much of it contributed by Bob himself. Welcome, Bob, and thanks for joining me today. Well, it's good to be here, Jay, but is that term colorful? Is that a good term or not? (laughs) Well, I, I... I, yes, you're supposed to be. If you're if you're a person of color, that's supposed to be a very positive thing these days, Bob. And I, I should mention that a person of color. Well, I think you're as white as a ghost. So I don't know if that qualifies or not. In my book, it does because the information you have is colorful. Your life has been colorful, uh, and uh, you're a very interesting person. So that's why we like to have you. So I'd like to start out by asking you, what was your top pick in the 2019, Bob? Uh, I I think that would have to be Irving. Mm-hmm. Uh, resources. They've got a $147 million market cap. They've got 53 million shares outstanding. It, at the first of the year, that hit a low of about a dollar and a half. They hit high of 325, and they're now 275. But uh, for it to be a top pick of 2019, it has to be favorable. For 2020 and beyond, uh, Newmont is a major partner of Irving. They've come up with some spectacular results. The majors are absolutely going to go on a tear. There's going to be a lot of M&A, and uh, Newmont's perfectly positioned to do something with Irving down the road. And the key is they're going to want Irving to prove the resource in Japan. But actually, Irving's got about six or eight different projects. So it, it, they could really set up a great partnership where Irving acts as the expiration arm for, for Newmont. But Irving has, even from here, tenfold potential. All right. What do you you see that as one of your top picks for 2020, or what are you looking at for 2020? I got better picks for 2020. Okay. <laughs> Let's hear them. Give me two of them real quickly, if you could. Okay. Uh, here's what I need investors to understand. It's not an issue of what stock uh, has the biggest market cap. It's an issue of what stock goes up the most. Mm-hmm. I was recommending Irving when it was 45 cents. I was recommending Novo 
when it was 35 cents, I was buying Novo at 25 cents. I was buying Arania at 30 cents. I have a competitive advantage because I know people. Mm-hmm. But so you don't necessarily want to get it to those stocks. You want to get it to stocks that are really cheap but have a high potential. I got two of them that I like a lot. They're stocks that I own. Uh, one of them is called Hannon Metals. The symbol is Hotel Alpha November, and it's on the Vancouver Exchange. It's got a $5.5 million market cap. It's got 53 million shares outstanding. It hit a low of five cents this year, and believe it or not, that's the only time in my life I ever bought right below, and it's hit a high of 16 cents, and it's about 10.5 cents now. Uh, they have two major projects. They've got a zinc project in Ireland, and nobody's interested in zinc right now. So they put that on the back burner, and they've just discovered a major copper, sedimentary copper deposit in northern Peru. It's called a Kufer-Schiefer-style deposit. Uh, and they've got Kufert Schiefer comes from Poland and Germany. But these are really big. It's high-grade copper, multi-percent, and, and multi-ounce silver. Uh, a lot of potential there. I was buying at five cents. It's double already. Could that go to 55 million market cap? Yeah, easy. And the second one is even more interesting. I met Quentin Henney. In 2008, October 2008, we drove up to the Rattlesnake Project in Wyoming. He was the president of Evolving Gold at the time. And uh, it, it Rattlesnake took Evolving Gold from $0.15 cents to $1.65. Uh, he left and went on to start Novo and got involved in Irving and other things. And... and Evolving Gold just simply collapsed. Mm-hmm. A, a new company called GFG Resources, and that symbol is uh, GFG Golf, Foxtrot Golf, it's on the Vancouver Exchange, picked up Rattlesnake, and they realized they needed a major partner to fund the thing. It's an alkaline deposit. It costs a lot of money to drill. So uh, they got it to bed with uh, Newcrest, which is absolutely one of the top mining companies in the world. The deal that they struck with Newcrest values 75% of Rattlesnake at $100 million. So Newcrest has committed to investing $100 million into Rattlesnake to get 75%. Now, if you do the math... You realize that if 75% is worth 100 million, then 25% is worth 33 million. But right now, GFG has a $23 million market cap. They get 96 million shares. They've been as low as 16 cents, and uh, they've hit a high of 27 cents, and currently they're at 24. They're up about 20% in the last week. And the key is Newcrest drilled a 1,800-foot, uh, I'm sorry, 1,800-meter mm-hmm. hole in Rattlesnake. Mm-hmm. 
And that's what Quentin wanted to do 10 years ago, and its board wouldn't let him spend the money. Those results will be out in early January, and they could be stunning. Uh, to the extent that sometimes you can read things into what companies report, Newcrest didn't intend for it to be an 1,800-meter hole, but quotation marks, they liked what the hole <laughs> looked like. And, and nobody, I mean, that was probably half-million-dollar hole. Nobody drills half-million-dollar holes and keeps drilling less. They really like what they see. Mm-hmm. But uh, GFG has some, some projects in Ontario. They're going to be drilling. So they, they really, you have two kicks at the camp. You've got the Newcrest deal at Rattlesnake, and you also have Ontario, and the results in Ontario have been very favorable. I have absolutely been a buyer of both Hannon and GFG lately. Well, excellent. All right, well, just with about a minute left, Bob, real quickly, what is your outlook for the for the markets in general? Which Which ones are going to be really strong, and which ones will you want to stay away from? Okay, the, the S&P and Dow, Dow have had the longest run in history. They are an accident waiting to happen. I called for a crash in October. Uh, the Fed stepped in in September and started pouring money into the stock market. It's an accident waiting to happen. And let me quote, in relative terms, platinum and silver are cheap. In relative terms, gold is expensive and palladium is really expensive, and you should buy cheap and sell dear. All right. That pretty well sums it up. A lot of uh, exciting ideas there, Bob. Thank you so much for being with us and uh, and sharing them with us, and uh, I hope you have a very happy and prosperous new year. Thank you, Jake. It's a pleasure talking to you. Merry Christmas. Likewise. Same to you. Next, we turn to Brent Cook, who is an economic geologist and co-author of Exploration Insights. His partner is Joe Masmander. Uh, he's also a geologist, and the two of them team up together using their knowledge of Earth sciences to help their subscribers profit from choice, from choice exploration plays. You can uh, subscribe to Exploration Insights and also gain some uh, free stuff there, I believe, still. Uh, free of charge information uh, available at explorationinsights.com. And a lot of good information there the last time I checked it. And uh, also a very reasonably priced uh, subscription, I believe, given, uh, you know, as the old saying goes, you get what you pay for. Thanks for joining me again, Brent. Thank you, Jerry. It's a pleasure. You know, um, as we, 2019 has been a pretty good year for people in the resource, uh, exploration resource markets. Um, What was your... Your most successful pick in 2019. You probably have more than one, but if you can pick one, what would it be? Well, what I'll what I'll do is let you on to what we you know what we kind of take took profits on this year. Okay, uh, sure. Our, our investment philosophy is probably more long term, mm-hmm. and we buy something with an expectation that X Y Z is going to happen, mm-hmm. and if so. You know, we'll take the profits and move on. Mm-hmm. So this year, we sold EMX royalty at a 200% profit. Um, we'd held that for quite a few years. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, nothing wrong with the company. I still think it's a great company. But we saw profit. We decided to move into sure. a smaller uh, market cap enterprise value prospect generator 
Uh, we also saw an Australian listed gold road. We doubled our money on that. And what else? This year we, we, we picked, I went down to Guatemala and visited a number of projects and became very familiar with, uh, well, um, basketball mm-hmm. and the Bluestone project as well. Mm-hmm. And my sense is that things are improving in Guatemala. So we ended up buying Pan American silver as well. Mm-hmm. Because I think next year we're going to see ex- Escobar be uh, okay to get up and running again. Mm-hmm. Plus, Pan American recently discovered a large uh, polymetallic scar deposit in Peru. So, mm-hmm. Pan American would be another one that uh, is doing well, but I would definitely uh, keep it for next year. Okay, so you bought it. That's You, you consider that one of your top picks, uh, not necessarily having seen the uh, the fruits of that yet, but... You see it really as as something that you want to hold over into into twenty twenty. Um, Most definitely, I mean, I'm I'm positive on the precious metal sector uh, mm-hmm. going in next year. Which, as you know, I'm not usually positive on that, so this is an unusual bet for me. But mm-hmm. I, I think things are lining up that precious metals will do well over the next few years. Yeah, there's certainly a lot of money being pumped into the system and a lot of political uncertainties both domestically and around the world so uh, it, I tend to agree with you of course you know I'm kind of a perma bull on gold so it doesn't mean much when I say it but if you like gold well maybe uh, maybe maybe it's worth listening to maybe we'll both get lucky well maybe we'll get lucky <laughs> yeah, that would be nice and um, so what about any any other metals what about any of the uh, the base metals that you think might look good this year I know Eric uh, seems to like copper a lot. You know, long term, I definitely feel like copper is is going to be more and more in demand, and, and this price is going to go up. But in the nearer term, I'm a bit hesitant to jump mm-hmm. into something that relies on the global economy doing much much better. Yeah, well, uh, for a lot of reasons. I think yeah. you're you're you've gone into a no world better than me. We're at pretty much bubble territory in in the mm-hmm. major markets. And things aren't really as rosy as they're painted to be. So anyway, well, copper I like, but we're not buying a lot of copper this year unless we see something that is, you know, very um, specific. There's a specific catalyst or something that's unique about it. Uh-huh. Um, so copper is not one. I shouldn't say that. One of my picks is going to be a copper deposit. But anyway, um, nickel is another one that we're pretty keen on. I see that as a the end unpopular, unrecognized other battery metal, and something's mm-hmm. in short supply, and there's not that many good deposits out there. So nickel's another commodity, I think, mm-hmm. we want to be involved in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, I mean, you're picking Pan American Silver. I mean, that's a company that's got a pretty good market cap, but I think it depends a lot on who your clients are, and, and if you're really speaking to, to larger-scale or to, to say to fund managers and people that um, need the liquidity, they're not going to be buying these little penny mining stocks that you just can't get in and out of very easily. Even in better markets, a lot of them are difficult to move in and out of. But uh, I'm sure that's one of the considerations uh, when you're involved when you pick your when you and Joe Masmer pick your stocks, right? It's it, it is. I mean, we do. You know, we're, we're, we own a company that's like got a market cap of seven million Canadian as well. So we're all over the board. Mm-hmm. What we're trying to, what we're really looking at is risk to reward. Sure, and that liquidity certainly enters into the equation. But you're willing to sit with things for a number of years. You, uh, you know, you study the geology. You know the people. 
And your idea is that sooner or later there's going to be something of real value developed based on your knowledge of, of the project, right? So you're, but you're willing, you're not looking to, to make a quick buck necessarily. You're, making, you're looking to make a big buck, but you're patient and you'll sit with it for a while to do that. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, we also generally buy, you know, out of three stocks in, at the end of the year to try and, you know, for a trade into the new year, assuming the market goes up and these stocks have been hit by tax loss selling. But, you know, we, we do it all. Really. It's just it's just a matter, again, of risk to reward. Sure. You know, 20 30% gain in Pan American Silver is great. Sure. Um a tiny market cap, we want to see a lot more than that. Of course. Your risks are higher, so you have to have more of a reward to make up for that. Um, Precisely. Yeah. So, so Brent, you're, you're, uh, you name three new stocks to start the year. Maybe you don't want to give those away to people for free here. I don't know. But, um, but uh, of course, you can give names. Names are one thing. But your, your research is, is much more valuable than just a name. And if people really want to take advantage of, of your insights, your, yours and Joe's, then they must subscribe to your letter. So do you have a couple of uh, top picks, a couple of your better ideas as we approach 2020? Yeah, sure. And, and, and you make a good point there, especially with these smaller market cap companies, micro cap junior explorers. Uh, one drill release can either kill the idea or, you know, it can make it 10 times better. Yeah. Uh, you've got, you, you can't just buy these things that you hear me or anyone else talk about on BNN or whatever. Right. And not follow them and understand what the, what the thesis is that you're expecting to happen. And it's critical to get out if something goes wrong. And that's what Joe and I spend a lot of time on is looking for the fatal flaw mm-hmm. in a project even before we get into it. What is going to be the fatal flaw or what is the fatal flaw? Or after we buy something, if that fatal flaw occurs, we get out as soon as possible. Mm-hmm. And actually, often they doing that as well. Mm-hmm. So I think you know, for, for coming into the into the new year, twenty twenty, one company that we like, and this is a copper copper cobalt play, is Trilogy Metals. Uh huh. With two large high grade deposits in Alaska. Um, on the one of them, the Arctic, there's a pre feasibility study that shows a. NPD of 1.4 billion at 8 percent, oh. and a 33 percent IRR. And this company has a U.S. market cap of 300 million and about 26 million in the bank. Mm-hmm. They've got a deal with South 32, a large Australian mining company, whereby South 32 can come in, and they have to do this by January of next year for a 50-50 joint venture, and put up 150 million to the joint venture. Mm-hmm. So I think. I think that's going to happen. And secondly, they're in the very final stages of the government permitting process where the environmental impact statement is approved and the road is approved. And we think that's going to happen. If that happens, this is a go. South 32 comes in, and this will be a big uh, profitable copper deposits in development stage. Mm-hmm. So, metals. Okay. Um, one more? Possibly we have two more. We have a couple more minutes left if you've got another one you'd yeah, like to share. I'll give you a tiny there. Uh, Blackstone Minerals. Uh-huh. Now, this is this is listed in Australia, symbols BSX, and they've got a nickel deposit in Vietnam that has been drilled out and proven. Uh, it was shut down because of some 
tax issues the previous company had with the Vietnam government. But this company's gone in, they've sorted that out, they're finding additional high-grade nickel mineralization, and they just recently had a major South Korean battery-making company come in and do some sort of letter of agreement where they would off-take the nickel because this company wants to be able to produce the nickel batteries in Vietnam mm -hmm. to ship off to various places. So therein they've got the possibility, the likelihood, that a major nickel battery maker mm -hmm. will fund their development and exploration. So I think that's a that's a pretty good deal as well. And again, that's Australian listed BXX. Okay. Do, does that company have the management to actually take it to production, or would they be looking to flog it off to somebody else, the mine? No, they've got the management to bring in production. They're, they're, they're smart, good people. Um, in fact, I think you're going to be at the next Mills and Desk yes. forum. Uh huh. <laughs> and and Blackstone is going to be there, so it's it's worth you know yourself and anyone else going there and talking to them because it's an impressive team. All right. All right, very good, Brent. Well, thank you so much for uh, sharing your insights. And again, that's uh, explorationinsights.com to catch up with Brent and his partner, Joe Masmader, or what they're doing. And also consider signing up for Brent's, Brent's uh, for this wonderful newsletter that guys are uh, uh, applying their knowledge of earth sciences to help you make money. So uh, give, it a, give it a shot. Go to explorationinsights.com. Thank you so much, Brent. We'll look to do it again sometime. In, in the, Happy New Year to you. And uh, all the best over the holiday season. All right, uh, we do have to go to, to break now, but don't go away because coming up after the break, Gwen Preston and Greg McCoach will be with us to share their ideas about 2020. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Great Bear Resources, trading under GBR on the TSX and GTBDF on the OTCQX, is a gold exploration company focused on their 23-kilometer, wholly-owned Dixie Project in the prolific Red Lake Mining District. Having recently made multiple high-grade gold discoveries, GBR is fully funded to complete their very active 90,000-meter drill program through next year. Considered one of the best-performing exploration stocks in the last two years, GBR aims to release a maiden resource in early 2020. To stay up to date, visit greatbearresources.ca. The Voice America Live Events Channel is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480 294 6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com Voice America is where you are and where you want to be. Join us around the globe as we broadcast live from some of the most interesting events available. Don't forget to view all our live events, including on-demand access to past events that you may have missed by visiting voiceamerica.com forward slash live events. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. 
listening to Turning Hard Times into Good Times with your host, Jay Taylor. If you have a question or comment about today's show, Jay would love to hear from you at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You can also send an email to questionsfortaylor at gmail.com. That's questions, the number four, taylor at gmail.com. Now, back to our program. Welcome back to the final segment of this week's show. In this segment, Gwen Preston and Greg McCoach will join me to talk about their most successful picks in 2019 and their top two investment ideas as we start 2020. First, we turn to Gwen Preston, who is known as the resource maven. For sure, she is one of the biggest hits at the Metals Investor Forum events. She publishes the resource maven, which you can avail yourself to by going to resourcemaven.ca. Welcome, Gwen, and thanks for joining me again. Thank you so much for having me always, Jay. Well, it's always good to have you because you always have a lot of insights that are that are very interesting and, I think, profitable in many cases. And certainly when we're in a bull market, that helps. But I know you've had, this has been a very exciting year. It's been a good year for those of us in this sector. Um, what are a couple of your top picks? Well, tell us what your top pick is for 2019. What What did you make the most money on? Ah, um, there were two. There are two stocks that um, are almost tied for that. They're okay. both triples, um, and they're quite different. Although they're so. So one of them is High Gold. High Gold was the spin out from Constantine Metals. Constantine is developing a base metal project in Alaska. It's doing a great job of that, but base metals are a slog for small companies these days. Constantine always had um, some high-grade gold assets in Ontario that it wasn't doing anything with. And then through its long-time connections in Alaska, it got a hold of a project that, was, that had been forgotten, basically, through a native corporation called Johnson's Tract. And um, they got that project, and they put the gold assets in Ontario and that high-grade Alaska asset into a, into a new vehicle that they spun out of Constantine. And so you could become part of a shareholder of high gold, either by being one of Constantine or by buying in the financing or then, of course, subsequently in the market. Um, and it has since tripled. Um, the market really is excited about um, a couple things. They're excited about the team, the share structure, the really strong shareholder registry. I give Darwin uh, Green there a lot of credit for working hard to make sure that he had really strong support on board. But really, people are excited about this Johnson Tract project, which is high-grade gold with base metals. It's a bit of an unknown um, entity in terms of what it is geologically. It's probably a VMS with an overprint, or maybe it's like SK Creek. We're not sure. All that matters is they're reporting things like tens of meters of 10 grams gold with a bunch of copper and zinc in there. And so, yeah, right? And so with just a short program this summer, because that's all they could fit in once they got listed, um, they are looking to have looking to prove up and then, uh, you know, put out a modern resource on the historic numbers um, and, uh, yeah, move forward from there. And then they'll drill high-grade gold assets in Ontario in the winter. So, High Gold has been a fantastic pick. I was both a shareholder of Constantine and a participant in the financing, so I made sure I got lots of exposure to that one. The other one that's a a tie um, is Discovery Harbor, which is really, it's a company that's been around for a while, but it was completely dormant, basically, through most of the bear market and even into the start of the bull market. And then they decided to get going again. They looked ahead, saw a promising gold market, 
and decided to sort of reawaken. And um, they have a really interesting-looking um, exploration asset in Nevada. And that's a cool story because it's a matter of it, it proves that it pays attention to watch for companies that are reawakening. Because when a company is trading at just a shell valuation but actually has an asset, when they decide at the beginning of a new market to reawaken, you can get a double or triple just by being aware that that's happening. So they went from $0.06. Cents, today they're trading at $0.17. Cents. So that's a really nice move. And there was hardly any risk in it because it was literally just they like stood up, put their hand up and said, we're awake again, we have an asset, we have people, and the market was like, oh, okay, we should give you credit for that. So two very different stories, but both did very well. Well, I'm sure you're going to have some more really wonderful stories this year, too, assuming the bull market continues. So I'd like to ask you before I ask before I get before we get to your top picks for 2020, uh, what is your crystal ball telling you about, uh, about <laughs> 2020? What markets do you want to be in? Which ones do you think you might want to avoid? Ah, uh, yes, that good old crystal ball. Um, <laughs> certainly, I'm bullish on um, precious metals. And I say precious metals, I'm, I'm certainly bullish on gold. I think the fundamentals for gold are about as strong as they can be. There are headwinds. The stock market is still strong. Um, but there's a lot of uncertainty. There's very low to negative real interest rates. There's a lot of negative yielding debt. Um, there's a lot of questions about the stock market, high valuations there. Um, there's a lot of political uncertainty that's in the air. There's all kinds of reasons. And then there's just timing in the gold cycle. There's all kinds of reasons why gold should do well in 2020. So I'm bullish on gold. Um, that means silver as well. Um, usually follows along a little bit after the fact. And then I think the platinum group metals are worth uh, having some exposure to. I mean, palladium has gone wild in the last few months. It's trading at like $1,900, which is a pretty crazy number. Um, will it continue up there? It's tough to know. But what I think is really interesting is that even if it steps back some of these recent um, gains and settles into a new price that's, call it, I don't know, $1,500, that makes a whole bunch of palladium assets that were not economic ever before economic, and that's because we've entered a new paradigm in palladium demand. So I think there's a lot of opportunity on the stock side in palladium, in platinum group metals in general, as the market recalibrates to this new paradigm, the fact that palladium prices are so high um, and they're going to stay not at these levels, but they're going to stay high for a while. So I think there's a lot of um, equity opportunity in the, in the PGM sector. And then as a final, I would say there's no harm positioning in uranium. I'm not going to say that I know when uranium is going to go, but when uranium goes, it goes ridiculously fast, and you miss it if you're not positioned ahead of time. It will go sometime in the next one, two years. So there's no harm positioning now because I don't think there's a lot of downside left. The sector has been kicked to the dirt for, mm -hmm. like yeah, for sure. seven years already. Mm -hmm. um, so I don't think there's any harm positioning in uranium just in case it does happen in 2020. Right. So these are some ideas that people who subscribe to your letter will be uh, privy to. So. Uh, it's yeah. resourcemaven.com. So, okay, going to 2020, um, what are your top two picks? And we have about four minutes. Four minutes to do two picks. Okay, uh -huh. um, <laughs> I'm going to do two different kinds. So I'm going to do, we've seen a lot of merger and acquisition activity in the gold space in the last little while. And so I think it's important to pay attention that that's happening. Right now we're seeing mergers of equals. We're seeing, you know, producers getting together. Mm -hmm. The next stage in that will be, producers um, buying development projects. And mm -hmm. so from that angle, I think 
Pure Gold is a very good opportunity. Mm -hmm. They are building a gold mine right now. It's a high-grade gold mine in Ontario. Mm -hmm. It will be in production by this time next year. There's a lot of upside potential. So I think Pure Gold really fits the M&A mm -hmm. um, story in this space very well. Mm -hmm. So I think that's a, that's a great pick. That's PGM. Mm -hmm. And then just on the other side of things, I love exploration and I love discovery. So um, uh, one stock, well, I'm going to, I'm going to name two, sorry. Okay. Two stocks that I'm really excited for on the exploration front are GFG resources, which mm -hmm. is currently drilling an interesting project called the Penn Project in Ontario. That's a mm -hmm. pre-discovery project, but I think they have uh, a lot of smoke there. There may well be a fire. And then Precipitate Gold, which mm -hmm. is about to drill its new acquisition <clears throat> excuse me, in the Dominican Republic. And again, there's a lot of smoke there. There's a lot of evidence, and I'm really excited <clears throat> excuse me, to see what that drill program can turn up. So that's GFG and PRG. <clears throat> Yeah. Excuse me, are the two exploration stocks that I'm I'm keen to watch. Okay, well PRG would be I guess probably the lowest market cap of the two, right? So It's pretty tiny, yeah. Yeah, it's very <laughs> yeah. tiny and I I'm very well familiar with that as well. GFG was also um a pick of uh, of a Robert Moriarty as well. So that also oh, they have uh, okay. they they have that um uh, that that uh, large scale target out west there. Um I guess Absolutely. A, so they're partnered, um, yeah, drilling a deep sulfide target in Nevada, and that's also a really interesting opportunity as well. So, yeah, a couple yeah. irons in the fire there. Yeah. Well, uh, certainly you're going to have a lot of interesting things to share with your subscribers this year. So uh, thanks for sharing a couple of your ideas with us today. They're very much appreciated, Gwen. Thank you so much for being with us again. Thanks for the opportunity, and Merry Christmas to everyone. Merry Christmas as well to you and yours. Next, we turn to Greg McCoach. Now, this is the first time Greg has been on the show. He is an ardent student of history, an entrepreneur who has successfully started and run multiple businesses over the past 37 years. During the last 18 of those years, he has written his widely followed newsletter, The Mining Speculator, in search of exponential gains within the junior mining sector. Greg is also founder and CEO of a Marigold Com. It's a bullion dealer in its 19th year. And you can access Greg's newsletter by going to discoverynexus.com. Thank you for joining me today, Greg. Hey, Jay, always a pleasure to sit down and talk with you. It's a, actually, it's, it's really good, and I'm glad that you've just recently joined the, uh, the Metals Investor Forum. I guess maybe for a year or so now you've been with them, and that's, it's really nice to have you uh, to be part of that uh, of that very very good show, I think it's a very good event that they, that we are going to have one coming up on January uh, January seventeenth and eighteenth, I believe it is. And I know you have a number of companies going there. But today, uh, I'd like to ask you, Greg, what what was your best pick in two thousand nineteen? What worked best for you? Uh, I guess from a stock performance perspective. Well, you know, I mean, we were involved with the Great Bear Resources situation right from the early early days, yes. you know, 30 to 40 cents is where I was recommending that. And that's been basically a, a, such a big win and a much appreciated after a tough bear market for us for seven years in the newsletter business. Mm -hmm. So that really got me re-energized, got my subscribers re-energized, and I'm very grateful for that. And I'm still telling people to hang in there with mm -hmm. it because, you know, we've, even though we've taken profits, as you should in these things, I see a buyout here that's going to be phenomenal at some point and uh with all the drilling they're doing next year 
I, I just think the majors can't ignore this being in the red lake camp with this many new discovery zones along that trend. It's very exciting still. Mm-hmm. And aside from that, Jay, um, you know, I've been involved with VR resources. That's looking very good. I'm very excited. It's another treasure hunt and exploration story with the right guys doing the right things for the right reasons. I, I really like the potential. They're drilling three different projects uh, that are all going to have assays here in the next three, four months. So these guys go after elephant-sized targets in Nevada, in Ontario, Canada, and, uh, you know, we're, it's gold, it's gold copper, it's, uh, you know, polymetallic type situations, the big, big potential if the drill happens to hit one of these stellar holes we're hoping for. Mm-hmm. I like that one. It's done well for us. It's tripled in the last, you know, three, three four months. But uh, that's one I'm watching very closely that's high on my list. Um, Ely Gold, of course, is yes. my... I've followed it for a long time. It's at 43 cents. You know, you could have bought this for 10 cents just, uh, you know, less than a year ago. Yeah. And that's moving because of the model. It's, it's, it's not so much a treasure hunt, but it's that royalty model that I think is, is with all the shareholder dilution these days in the exploration plays, I, I love companies like EMX royalty mm-hmm. or an Ely Gold royalty. Mm-hmm. Very good. Well, those are three ideas. Uh, that's that's wonderful. Uh, what are you seeing as we move into 2020? What markets do you think are going to do very well? Which ones might you be a little bit leery about? Well, you know, we're in an election year in the states, so I think the powers that, as I call them, the powers that shouldn't be in this world, they're going to push the pedal to the metal to keep this illusion of prosperity bubble markets going. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think that is going to change in any significant way, but... You and I have been following the the great debasement, as we like to call yep. it. Uh, you and I are very much aligned in our thinking yes. uh, in that. And just because it hasn't happened yet, um, I, I think we're really in the, the latter stages of this this empire that the United States has had. This, this is end of empire type of talk. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think we're really pushing up against the limits of what can happen with these bubble markets. So whether it happens in an election year or not, I don't know. But I'm maintaining that gold in particular, precious metals markets, the smart money people, they don't care what's going on in the bubble markets. They know that's all full of hot air. Mm-hmm. And we'll, we'll see its demise at some point. But they're buying gold quietly. They are coming in. They're buying gold. And they don't care what happens. They're smart. And I see this. This buying is going to become more intense as we get into 2020. And I think what you're going to see is the gold price is going to start to rise to this 1650, towards that 1650 level that mm-hmm. we, that I've been talking about to my people. Um, it won't break out to a new high until we see some kind of major event like, uh, a 2008, an AIG collapse, uh, mm-hmm. a Bear Stearns, uh, you know, a Lehman Brothers type situation again. But we know that's looming behind the scenes, whether, you know, it's just too difficult to pick the timing on sure. that. But I see gold steadily just creeping higher. It's not going to get a lot of attention at first, but for the mining stocks, this is going to be a really good bull market because number one, the majors are making a ton of money at these mm-hmm. prices. They're right. at 1478 right now. Right. They're making a lot of money. And they're desperate to replenish reserves. So they, they need to start putting some of their profits into these juniors 
that are the, the, the people who make the discoveries. So I think that's going to help the juniors a lot more than they, it has in recent years. I think that'll start to really push the better companies and their agendas. And then, uh, you know, the, the, the majors need to buy out the, the new discoveries like a great bear. Mm-hmm. And that's that's yeah. very likely to happen in my view. All right. Do you have any other great bears on your horizon as we go into 2020? Do you what do you like? Are you see what would be your top your top pick or yeah? What would be your top pick for 2019? Say, 2020. I really like VR Resources. It's VRR mm-hmm. Victor Ralph Ralph on the Canadian side. Mm-hmm. VRRCF on the U.S. side. Mm-hmm. Watch that one because it's the right people. They, they have the money, and they're really going after some big elephant targets. And just one one good hole on one of these targets could really change the whole the dynamic quite quickly in a good way. Um, I like all these royalty plays, the Metalla royalty, the e, EMX royalty, Ely Gold royalty. I think that's a safe place. I, I, I always tell my subscribers I have these in my retirement account Mm -hmm. and I don't have very many junior mining stocks in my retirement account other than these royalty plays Mm -hmm. Um, on the treasure hunt uh, I still like Chicana Copper down in Peru they went through a little land dispute on part of their property that knocked their stock price back from 46 cents to you know 15 cents now it looks like they're going to get past that Um, the stock's starting to creep back up to 21 22 cents um, I see that uh, as being one to pay attention. They're they're drilling these copper gold breaches mm-hmm. in, in an area that's already had success. The drilling has already been very successful. I, I like the potential on that one. And, uh, you know, there's that's, a lot of stuff happening up in the Golden Triangle that's yeah, exciting as well. No doubt about it. There's lots to look at. And, again, uh, it's discoverynexus.com, discoverynexus.com. Uh, for Greg McCoach's work and uh, go there and learn more about what Greg does. He's really a great guy. I've known him now for a number of years and really delighted that he's with the Metals Investor Forum these days. Uh, Thanks so much, Greg, for uh, being with us, and we'll look to do it again sometime in the not-too-distant future. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year to you and your your family. And uh, we'll catch yes, up with Mark you. Christmas to you and Teresa. And we'll catch yep. up with you in, uh, in Vancouver on January 17th and 18th, I believe it is. All right. Yeah, look Look forward to it, Jay. Well, that is all the time we have for this week. Next week, I will be talking to three more Metals Investor Forum letter writers, namely Eric Coffin, John Kaiser, and Chen Lin. And I will share my own views regarding which markets I think will be the best place to be in 2020. And I will share with you some of my successes in 2019 as well. Until next Tuesday, goodbye and God's blessings to you. Thank you again for listening to Turning Hard Times into Good Times with Jay Taylor. Please join us again next Tuesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. TriStar Gold is a gold exploration and development company listed on the TSX Venture Exchange under the symbol TSG and on the OTCQB under the symbol TSGZF. The large and growing gold resource at Castelo de Sanos Project is located in mining-friendly Pata State, Brazil. 
A recent $8 million investment from major mining company Royal Gold will advance the CDS project towards a feasibility study in 2020. TriStar Gold enjoys strong institutional shareholder support from groups like Gold 2000, RBC, Sun Valley, and U.S. Global.